One day we're going to have those fancy audio panels by the window so you guys won't hear the cars passing by constantly. One day. Because we're going to get like some bomb sponsors and talk about them and all of the things that they have to offer. And in the meantime, they're going to help us be super duper profesh and get those audio panels and the other equipment that we still need. You know? You know? Ah, I wait for that day with bated breath. Anyways, welcome to another episode of What in the Actual Factual. We are supported by no one, but we would love to have your support. You remember what I said about those audio panels, stuff like that? It would be really cool to have that support. But wouldn't you love to hear your name, your brand, your something special and magical on our show, promoting you, linking you and the gram all in one on our show? We would love to have your support. So if you're interested in reaching out, shoot us an email at whatintheactualfactual at gmail.com or send us a DM on our Instagram at whatintheactualfactual. On today's episode, we're going to breach a subject that we've been asked to cover for pretty much since we started this podcast. Um, but it was daunting, you know, both in research and figuring out just how to break this up and present it to all of you in a way that makes sense to someone from the outside looking in. And that is all things happening in Lebanon. Most of you know there was a massive and devastating explosion in the port in Beirut over the summer. And also some of you know that even before that, a revolution has been slowly happening in Lebanon. But the thing is, we can't just give you the bullet points. You know what I mean? Or we can, but we want them to be the best breakdown to understanding the layers and the complexities that led to this revolution, to this moment, the, you know, endless corruption in the government, things that have been around for decades in some cases, but also just taking you back historically to where even Lebanon began. So we've been trying to figure out the best way to do this. And I think the way we're going to go is breaking things down into at least two to three episodes. And one will be covering kind of the history of Lebanon and how it sort of started a concentrated timeline of events leading up to Lebanon politically and socially today, and then giving you a breakdown from the start to all the way to now of the revolution happening in Lebanon from someone on the ground there in the thick of it, living it every single day. So we're still working on putting that together for you. But today, we came across a really solid article that essentially is a bit of bullet points of what is happening in Lebanon as of this past week. And it's by this awesome news network uh, based in the Middle East called Trending Talks. And they give updates on all things Lebanon to daily news and the happenings in Dubai, Qatar, and Saudi Arabia. Um, and they, I mean, they talk about everything. So we came across this article written by Tia Al-Mashtoub uh, called A Week of Catastrophe, What is Happening in Lebanon? And I figured I'm going to read that today to kind of give everyone a glimpse 
of the chaos and the mess as Lebanon is quite literally on the brink of a collapse, full stop. So I'm going to read that for you today, and I recommend you follow them on their Instagram, and I believe they also have a Twitter and maybe a Facebook. Let me confirm that as I go. No, they're on Instagram and Facebook, trendingtalks.me. Be sure to follow them on the gram at, we'll link it also in the description. It's Trending Talks Mag is their handle on Instagram. And we will also, like I said, link it in the description. So let's get to it. And again, this is just bullet points. A Week of Catastrophe, What is Happening in Lebanon by Tia Al-Mashtoub. Last Days of Fuel Subsidies. Caretaker Prime Minister Hassan Diab declared that fuel subsidies cannot continue after March. As a result, the electricity sector is severely impacted, threatening Lebanon with complete darkness as the end of March approaches. According to MP Ali Khres, the problem here lies with securing an advance for electricity in, quote, dollars, but the central bank governor has reportedly stated that he does not have a, quote, single dollar. Last days of subsidized food basket. Caretaker Finance Minister Ghazi Wazni announced to Bloomberg that a decision was taken to reduce subsidies on the food basket. This forces the Lebanese to fight once again against the high living costs and struggle to secure basic needs like food and electricity for themselves and their families. The Continued Fall of the Lebanese Lira The exchange rate of the Lebanese lira endures what seems to be an everlasting increase after it has reached 10,000 Lebanese pounds to the dollar at the beginning of March. A couple of days ago, another shameful depreciation of the Lebanese lira took its toll on the Lebanese as the exchange rate reached new heights of 15,000 Lebanese pounds. With the free fall of the Lebanese lira, shops are forced to close their doors because of their inability to price their products. As per Megaphone News, the factors behind the collapsing lira and crippling Lebanese economy lies within the banks, which are rushing to the black market as a response to central bank circulars, as well as Riyad Salami's continuous printing of new currency and the merchants' needs for dollars to import products. The outrageous news caused immense protests and road blockages throughout Lebanon. Now I'll read a translation from Megaphone News and one of their fantastic infographic videos from their YouTube. The exchange rate collapsed two weeks ago after banks rushed to the black market and bought big amounts of dollars. But what's more dangerous than the collapse of the Lebanese pound is the effect of this operation on the banking sector, on the money deposited in it, and its impact on what's left of the Lebanese economy. On August 27, 2020, the central bank issued Circular 154, in which it told banks that by February 28, 2021, they have to secure liquidity in foreign currencies at a rate of at least 3% of each bank's total foreign currency deposits. Before the month ended, banks rushed to siphon money from the market in two ways. One, money exchangers. They offered money exchanges, or lawler checks, in exchange for an amount of cash dollars less than 30% of the check value. Two, borrowers. Banks made special offers to some of their customers who have loans with discounts that can reach as much as two-thirds of the loan if they settle the loan amount in cash dollars. Siphoning dollars like this negatively impacts the economy. 
First, the less dollars in the market, the higher their rate goes. Second, the more Lawler checks will be sold that have to be withdrawn in Lebanese pound at the bank rate, and these Lebanese pounds will be used to buy dollars or to be saved at home or to be used in import. All of these lead to a higher dollar exchange rate. Third, with the banks carrying out these operations, a large number of money exchangers have stopped selling dollars to citizens and merchants since banks can pay bigger amounts for these dollars. This has limited the amount of saving and import in the country. Anesthesia drugs are no longer available. Parcetamol or Penadol, the only medicine for fever and pain, is also unavailable. These actions not only harm the local economy, but also the banking sector and depositors' rights. The problem is that the point of the circular was to increase banks' liquidity so that they may one day restore depositors' due rights. The government did this to, quote, ease the effects of these dangers, end quote. But by selling Lawler checks and getting rid of loans, banks' foreign currency liabilities towards depositors are increasing instead of decreasing in exchange for a limited sum of U.S. dollar cash. Instead of pumping in money they have abroad, which they made off of the financial engineering, and bringing them into the banking sector to save their banks, bank owners are drying up all the dollars available in the country. With the absence of interference from the central bank governor and the Banking Control Commission, Circular 154 is turning into a way to make people pay the price of the crisis once again. A bigger collapse of the Lebanese pound, a lack of goods in the markets, and a greater difficulty to recuperate depositors' money. It's a fake commercial break! We are supported by... No one, but we would love to have your support. Shoot us an email at whatintheactualfactual at gmail.com and tell us about your story, your product, your brand, your magical something that you would like us to talk about on our show and we will get on it. And if not email, find us on the gram at whatintheactualfactual. All right, listeners, did you get any of that? Did you understand any of that? It's okay if you didn't, because remember, an episode is coming where we're going to really break all of this down. I wanted to read that article as well as, you know, that translation of the Megaphone News piece about the corruption with the banks and the fall of the uh, currency in Lebanon to just give you an idea of the mess the Lebanese people are in. And, you know, just for basic necessities right now, bread, water, you know, simple food and consistent electricity instead of what is actually happening is rolling blackouts. And soon enough, the entire country might go dark because they do not have the resources and means and funding to do any of this because the government is corrupt and they are stealing the money that is being given to the people. So I hope this offers you a glimpse. I hope this gets you even more intrigued for what's to come. Know that we are working hard, trying to figure out the best way to break this down and keep it interesting for all of you, Um, because it is interesting. It could be, my gosh, it could be a movie, the whole thing. Every every bit of it could be a miniseries. I don't think a movie would be... It's not long enough (laughs) to cover all the bases of the chaos, you know? Um, But never forget, Lebanon is a beautiful country with incredible people in it. 
that have endured way too much for way too long. And that is why they are revolting and hoping to create a brand new government built from the people, for the people, by the people. So with that, we sign off with another episode of What in the Actual Factual, and we'll see you next time.